Jason Gallion, the Vice President of Indiana Bible College, and I'd like to thank you for stopping by the IBC Podcast. Indiana Bible College trains tomorrow's apostolic ministers today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. I've been doing a lot of looking back. I've been preaching the apostolic message for 65 years. I have come up with three statements that I would like to emphasize to you and to leave with you today. If you don't remember anything else that I've said or done, try to remember these. Always do the right thing. Always keep the big picture in mind. And never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Always do the right thing. Do it the right way because it's always the right thing to do. Emphasize always. Too many do the right thing only when it's convenient or advantageous to them. When it's not, it's, it's easy to compromise or make excuses. Don't make excuses about living for the Lord. Sometimes peer pressure, politics and self-image, or other things tempt us to compromise our values and to protect ourselves or our ego. It's never right to do wrong. It's never right to do wrong. There has to be a courage that rises up within us that says, These things I will do, and these things I will not do. I will stand for right. I will hate evil. I will not laugh at their dirty jokes. I will bow my head in prayer in every restaurant. I will always speak up for truth. I will be faithful to God's house. I will not buy that magazine. I will not entertain evil thoughts. I will get angry when the Lord's name is taken in vain. I will not be silent to the invasion of evil into my home or my country. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. 
If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. You have to be long-suffering. I will be forgive. I will love my brother. I refuse to seek revenge. I will be fair and honest. I will always go the second mile. I will pray. I will fast. I will witness to the lost. I refuse to find fault. I refuse to sow discord. I refuse to bow to temptation. I will repent. And everybody said amen. Whatever the the circumstances or the situation, always ask this question. What is the right thing to do here? Righteous living without sin is always the right thing to do. Honesty and integrity is always the right thing to do. Accountability is always the right thing. Kindness and understanding is always the right thing to do. Forgiveness is always the right thing. Repentance is always the right thing. There's only one way to lead. There's only one way to lead. There's only one way to mentor. There's only one way to God's work. There's only one way to live life. Always do the right thing. Do it the right way because it's the right thing to do. Always keep the big picture in mind. Always keep the big picture in mind. We're living in a world that tells us that we should make ourselves number one. Number one in everything. I'm so special. My grandma says I'm special. My grandpa says I'm special. Number one in everything. A world that says if it's not easy, the world says if it's not easy, if it's not convenient, If it doesn't benefit me or my plans, then count me out. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. We often do not have the big picture concept. There is a greater purpose than us. There's a greater purpose than us. God's purpose 
is always greater. When decisions have to be made, even decisions that affect us in an inconvenient, difficult way. Always keep the big picture in mind. Always make decisions that are bigger than you are. The most important thing is God's plan. It's much bigger than any of us individually. When we don't understand, when we don't know what to do, when we have to make decisions between God's kingdom and ourselves, always keep the big picture in mind. Doing so will always help us to make the right decision. Keep the big picture in mind. Souls, 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 unity, 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 passion for building the kingdom anointing and the great commission. Go ye into all of the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Last but not least, never give up. There's been many times in my life in my ministry, that I would have been easy to just give up. When we went to uh, Ghana, opened five countries on the west coast of Africa, my life was threatened several times. I was cursed by witch doctors. I have a physical handicap. I'm almost blind in the left eye, so I have to look around here to see you. We built a great church in Cutler, Illinois. We remodeled that first church. In February the 7th, 1963, the uh, oil burner blew up in that church, and they could not get water from the hydrant. And I watched there. I watched the church in Cutler, Illinois, burned down to the ground. Some of those people that came around, well, this is the end of the Pentecostal church in Cutler. 
And I said, no, it's not. It's Sunday morning at 5 a.m. What are we going to do? We're going to have church somewhere. We're going to have church somewhere. And the mayor heard me say that. And he said, well, we'll, we can pull the fire truck out and you can have church in the fire station. I said, that'll work. I don't know where we're going to get chairs. I don't know where we're going to get a piano. Well, my, my wife, the mayor's wife said, uh, he has three pianos in his house. So I'll bring one to the piano, to the church. That Sunday morning, we had 24. We broke our record of 24. When I, when we staked out the, uh, the new church, I went out there after the men had left, and I, I expanded it several feet because I knew that God would help us grow. Seven years later, we had 350 in the Cutler Church, 350. I've been published, and I'm falsely accused. And then the late Robert McFarlane came into my office, and uh, he said, can I close the door? I said, well, yeah. He was the regional director for Europe and the Middle East. I was happy at headquarters. I was planting Bible schools all over the world. He said, could I talk to you about something? Sure, Brother McFarlane. You've been the general secretary, and now you're the regional director for Europe and the Middle East. You can talk to me about anything. He said, Margie and I, Sister McFarlane, Margie and I have been talking, and I think that you're the man could lead the Europe and the Middle East. Every time I went through Europe, thank God I'm not in Europe. Thank God I'm, on, I'm going to West Africa. So I said, well, it'll be up to uh, missionaries, and I'll have to talk to my wife and... and uh, so, for 20 years, I was the regional director for Europe and the Middle East. I used to dread the Global Missions Board meetings because I had to read my, early on, my reports. However, I'm never, I'm never a quitter. And you've got to have that desire. Never be a quitter. Always push forward with God and the Word. Always push forward. 
Many things have come in my way that people would call success. Why? Because I never, never gave up. You've got to have that. You've got to have that. Morning, noon, and night. You've got to have that. Never give up. There are some things that are worth fighting for. got plenty of time. Thank you, Jesus. There are some things that are worth fighting for. Take some things from this sermon, okay? Let the plans for every student in this chapel be summoned up in this statement as Joshua of old. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Never, we will never, ever give up. You've got to have that in your heart and your brain. And your soul never give up. So I'm I'm going to wrap this up with a story of Esau and Jacob. Esau was very, very, very hungry. And he came into the camp. His brother was stirring a big pot of soup. Boy, I would like to have a soup right now. It smells so good. Wow. Esau was about to faint. So he said, give me some soup, he commanded. However, uh, Jacob was very, very clever. And he said, okay, it will cost you something. Don't forget in your life, in your ministry, once in a while, it will cost you something. However, Jacob was very clever, and he said, okay, but it will cost you something. Esau said, what will it cost me? How about your birthright? How about your heritage? 
How about the things in life that have eternal value, the presence of God, the power of God, the promises of God? How about your birthright? And as strange and as stupid as it sounds, looking back on this event, Esau sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. Don't do that. Don't ever do that. He sold his blessing. He sold his heritage. He sold his future. He forgot to guard the present. And he sold everything for five minutes, five minutes of pleasure now. Don't ever one of you do that. I'm afraid that I know quite a few people who have also done that. He didn't do the right thing. He didn't keep the big picture in mind. He caved in to hunger pains. How could he do that? I'll tell you what I think. He once knew, he once remembered, but now the Bible says he despised his birthright. That doesn't mean he hated it. It means that he forgot the real value of his birthright. Don't ever, ever, ever forget your real value. He forgot what really matters. He was thinking about hunting and fishing. Do we have any hunters here? That's all? How, how many fishers are here? Well, that's maybe better. He was thinking about hunting and fishing. Don't do that. He was thinking about food and fun. He forgot, he forgot, he forgot what really counted in his life. So he did not do the right thing. You've got to, you've got to always figure out what is the right thing to do. If you don't, get counsel. Don't make a decision that will ruin your life. Always keep the big picture in mind. Thus he lost everything, past, present, and future. And so if you don't remember anything else that I 
have ever said or done. Please remember these three things. Always do the right thing. Repeat after me. Always do the right thing. Always do it the right way because it is the right thing to do. Always keep the big picture in mind. Say it with me. Always keep the big picture in mind. It's about Him, Him, Him and His kingdom. Whatever sacrifices or dedications you have to make for His cause, it will be worth it all, and you will be richly repaid. Third one, I've been hurt. Is anybody here that could say I've never been hurt? No. I've been hurt. But you never give up. As long as we hold on to God, Satan cannot win. As long as we hold on to truth, Satan cannot deceive. As long as we hold on to faith, Satan cannot defeat. As long as we hold on to our dreams, victory is ahead. As long as we keep preaching, the word will not return void. God will give the increase. As long as we plant and water, the difference between success and failure, overcoming and backsliding, making and not making it up, it's got to have a make-up minds to never give up. Keep holding on to the Lord and his promises. Stand. The truth is, if we are determined to hold on, we'll make it. We'll make it. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. What matters to me, I'm still living for the Lord. At 83, I'm still able to preach. Well, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Never give up. Never give up, never give up, say it. Never give up, never give up, say it, say it. It's going to be worth it. It will, it will be worth it all someday. The Apostle Paul told us, yes, 
don't be weary in well-doing. Right now, you're kind of weary, maybe. In a few weeks, we'll have a spring break, maybe. Don't be weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap, if you faint not. So, I've made mistakes. Never let go. I've been hurt. How many of here would raise their hand and say, I've been hurt? I've been persecuted. Never let go. I've prayed for healing. Never let go. I've prayed for revival. Never let go. I'm weary. Never let go. None of these things move me. Neither I count my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God.